In one of his Wednesday audience talks, Pope St. John Paul II related an incident that occurred when he was still Archbishop of Krakow. He was meeting with a high-ranking communist official in Poland, and after the official business was completed, they spoke more informally. The official conceded that the Christian gospel was far more compelling and powerful than Marxist philosophy. He declared that he still believed Marxism would prevail. When the archbishop asked him why he believed this, the official responded that ultimately, people will never follow the gospel because unlike the communists, most Christians are unwilling to live it out in their lives. Yes, they may go to church, but do they sacrifice their money, their time, their effort for it? He remarked, how can anyone believe in your gospel if you refuse to dirty your hands for it? Looking back, we may smile at this conversation knowing that Marxism did fail in Poland, due in no small part to the role of Pope John Paul II and the church and the strong faith of the Polish people that sustained them during the dark days of oppression and martial law. Yet deep down, we know there is some truth, some validity to that official's critique of Christians. The great Catholic writer G.K. Chesterton once wrote that the problem with Christianity is not that it has been tried and found wanting, but the fact that for many people, it has not really been tried. In the first reading, the prophet Amos makes the same observation about the people of his own time. Amos was sent by God to the people of the northern kingdom of Israel several centuries before Christ. It was a time of peace and prosperity in the country. Yet as the prophet points out, it was also a time of widespread corruption and immorality from the king on down. Amos criticizes the people for externally observing the Sabbath and other religious holidays. But as soon as they were finished with these rituals, they returned to their unjust business practices of fixing the weight on the scales used for commerce, commerce and extorting money from the less fortunate. While business thrived, the needs of the poor and the rights of the vulnerable were neglected. He prophesied that Israel's wealth would be its destruction. His words were fulfilled a generation later when the nation was conquered, its cities leveled, and its population carried off into exile. In the gospel, it is Christ himself who challenges us to re-examine our priorities. The parable Jesus tells seems to be confusing and contradictory, as it appears to praise the steward's crooked dealing in securing his comfortable life. In fact, what Jesus is praising is the man's resourcefulness, not his intentions or his methods. In Scripture, mammon symbolizes many things—money, power, prestige, influence, possessions. The Lord points out that people who have this mammon as their only goal in life will sacrifice a great deal and go through great lengths to achieve their goal. We see this in our own day as we look to the super-rich, the powerful, the famous, whose only focus is getting ahead, clawing their way to the top of their corporation or career. And to achieve this, they are willing to sacrifice their marriages, their families, their morals, and even breaking laws, even taking the chance of facing prison time for their actions. And for what? More money? More power? More prestige? Things that we know last only a short time. 
Soon enough, they are passed on to someone else, and for all their efforts, they have nothing to take with them beyond the grave. But our Lord reminds us that we are working toward an eternal goal, one which no stock market, no cancel culture, not even death itself can take from us, namely our salvation, our everlasting life with God. Yet ironically, we who profess to have this goal in our lives sometimes just put a minimal effort into achieving it. The challenge of this gospel then is to ask ourselves in the light of the Holy Spirit, what sacrifices of time or money or effort are we willing to make to follow Christ so share his promise of eternal life? How hard do we work to deepen our relationship with God through taking serious time for prayer, no matter how busy we are? Do we set aside a portion of our income to share with the less fortunate, to care for and protect the most vulnerable in our society, to promote the work of your parish, the church, and other worthy causes? Do we make time to visit those we know are sick or lonely among our family or friends or neighbors, those sitting alone at home or in nursing homes, longing for someone to care enough to call or stop by? Are we willing to sacrifice that raise, that promotion, or even a job, rather than to engage in unethical and immoral business practices? For students, do you refuse to cheat in class or sports? Are you committed to staying away from behaviors and activities contrary to our Catholic faith, even if everyone is doing it, even if we risk popularity or acceptance by our peers? In other words, are we willing to follow Christ and his teachings, not just here in church, but out there where the gospel hits the proverbial road of life? Do we devote as much energy and time to our relationship with the Lord as we put into our career, our studies, our sports, our ambitions, our pleasures? To answer that communist official, are we willing to really live our Christian faith and not just talk about it? This is an important question to consider as we ask for God's blessing on this new academic year for the choir school, for Harvard University, and for all the other institutions who are represented in St. Paul's Parish. It is our prayer at this Mass of the Holy Spirit that together you may rise to meet the Lord's challenge in today's readings, and through the love for, the, for beauty and truth, you will be strengthened to follow the gospel and help others to do the same. For in the end, we are all stewards, as all that we have and all we are come from God. One day we too will stand before the Lord to make an accounting of how we have used our talents, our gifts, our blessings. And to those to whom much has been given, much will we be required. Yes, Jesus tells us to be enterprising, to use our ingenuity to the fullest extent as we make our way in the world. He also warns us to be sure of what our goal we are working for. Is it truly worth our efforts? Is it truly worth giving our lives for? With the help of the Holy Spirit, we have to judge that each for, each, for ourselves each day. With each choice and each decision, we have to ask, who am I serving? Is it God or mammon? We can't serve both. There can only be one Lord in my life. Whom do you choose to serve? Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. 
Please be sure to like us on Facebook and consider supporting us by visiting stpaulsharvardsquare.org. That's stpaulsharvardsquare.org. God bless and see you next time.